chaos is everywhere. Long time no talk to. Yeah, right? Been forever. That's funny because it's been like five minutes since we watched the New Jack episode. Yep. <laughs> anyway, hey everybody, welcome to Chaos Ever. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. Over there, the mass transit to my New Jack is our oh, device. <laughs> um, are you trying to tell me something, buddy? Do you have plans for me? We'll, we'll discuss it later. Oh. Uh, so yeah, we um, I actually, while we were in the middle of break, I actually recorded the warning uh, for this episode for Monday's show, and I'll say it again. If you haven't watched the episode of Dark Side of the Rain with uh, New Jack to prepare for the show, and you're going to, feel free. Uh, just be aware it's, it's a very violent episode with a lot of very graphic blood. Just be aware of that going into it. And um, yeah, use your best discretion. If you want to just skip watching and listen to us talk, that's fine too. You know, live your own life, do what you're going to do. So, yeah. All right. I think that's my professionalism out of the way. Feel like we're <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough of that crap. Yeah. So let's get to the blood. No, um, I also wanted to just put in this, just to let everybody know what's going on. Uh, we won't be doing AEW Corner this week for a couple of reasons, but the main one is because next week on Saturday, the 30th, is the um, pay per view. Uh, double or nothing. So since we always talk about the pay-per-views after they happen for AEW, we're just going to do an AEW you know, show uh, So for next week. So that's what we're going to look forward to. All right. Um, now, let's see. Where did you... Actually, I know where I wanted to start. So before you watch this um, episode, how much did you know about New Jack? Uh, uh, basically Nothing? Basically nothing. I knew, like, I knew he was an ECW and mm-hmm. a hardcore wrestler. That was insane. And that was pretty much all I did. And now you know so much more. Um, yeah, I, I knew him a little bit from Beyond the Mat, uh, because he's a big part of that movie, if you ever watched it. He, uh, he becomes friends with the director and stuff. Uh, but other than that, I vaguely had heard about the mass transit incidents, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And, um, yeah, after finding out, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. I, so I don't want to, like, I guess we can go through beat by beat. I think one of the first things that surprised me, though, is I didn't realize he was wait, from Smoky Mountain. Wait, yeah, wait. Before okay. we start, uh-huh. cheese fact of the week. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot There's, to that. My God, sir. It's, the, it's like the best part of the show. <laughs> Go ahead. Over this week, we have a cheese called Lord of the Hundreds. Uh-huh. It comes from East Sussex, England. Uh, it is roughly $20 a pound. And it is made from a local sheep's milk. And it is rustic with a slightly dry, sharp, and nutty flavor. I can't wait till we've done this enough where you're just that. And this week, it's Velveeta. This Velveeta <laughs> was made a few weeks ago. We'll get there uh, eventually. Um, well, there you go. There's your cheese fact. I think part of the reason is because usually the cheese fact comes from doing a watch long when I say three, two, one, and then you say cheese. 
So yeah. that's why it's popping in my head. But, yeah, it was a little, little, little tougher this time. We couldn't do it quite the same way. But I know the cheeseheads would have attacked me if we had not gone yeah. over it. So okay, getting yeah. back to uh, the, cheese, Jack, the cheese vices. Are they going to be called the cheese vices? I mean, yeah, we can't really go with cheeseheads, so we can go with that if you want. That I'm fine with that as well. Cheese places. Hey, anywho, so getting back to New Jack and out of cheese. Kid Hardy Vice. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sorry, that just popped into my head. Oh, Jesus. Um, I didn't realize he was part of Smoky Mount Wrestling before ECW. Yeah. I also didn't realize just how much they were pushing the envelope in the early 90s in Smoky Mount Wrestling. Dude, no kidding. Like, whenever I thought of whenever I thought of, like, that wrestling promotion, I just kind of, like, Assumed it was like every other like '80s Southern wrestling promotion that was just like generic wrestler A versus generic wrestler B, right? You know, basically. Oh yeah, I know that guy. He was famous in like two years after this, and this is okay, but it wasn't you know his best work. Yeah, but yeah, no. The the gangsters started there. One also I didn't until I watched this documentary. I also didn't know D'Lo Brown was originally part of that group in Smoky Mountain. He didn't make the jump to ECW, obviously. He right. went to RWF. Um, but the fact that he, there were three of them, and they were coming out, and the one thing I think got both of us, because it got me the second time, this is the second time I watched it, is the OJ comment about, well, after Shoot. the OJ Simpson trial, New Jack comes out and just says, good job, OJ, keep it up. Two of them are dead. <laughs> Absolutely mind-blowing. I was just like, oh my god, okay, well, like, I mean, yeah, holy shit. I know, I just, just holy shit. I, it, honestly, it's sad that my other thought was this kind of social commentary is kind of still needed today. Like, it, we kind of need to go there, but at the same time, I just can't believe that that was happening that long ago. Um, yeah, no, I can't. That's absolutely mind blowing that 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 was something that was able to get away with. And then to add it, and just to give you another example, because they go into several examples of this in Smoky Mountain. The, one of their biggest angles was against the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Wrestling uh, Tag Team Champions. Which, okay, let's do a pop quiz here. In the early '90s, in the South, run by Jim Cornette, who do you think the tag titles were on in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? I heard everybody in the world answer the uh, Rock and Roll Express, and you are, of course, correct. <laughs> so, storyline that they did was having the gangsters come out and basically recreate the Rodney King beating with the police, but on Ricky Morton. Which, jeez, man, like in Tennessee against Ricky Morton. Oh, and yeah. yeah, they got the reaction you'd expect, like people throwing bricks on them and getting run out of town. So, yep. I mean, exactly and, what you'd expect. So nothing happened, right? No, they, no, everything was fine. Yeah, no. yeah, pretty much. And, you know, except for the whole brick stuff. I mean, oh, so, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Right. So I want to point this out. At this moment in their careers, all of this is what wrestling does really well. Like when wrestling's doing. The thing that makes it worth studying, in my opinion, as an academic, you know, 
subject, the thing that I wrote papers about is exactly this sort of thing where you're taking some of the hardest stuff about the society and just putting it in this weird wrestling world so we can look at stuff that's not easy to look at. That's really yeah. important. And then ECW came a calling. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I'm not an ECW guy. I didn't. I was just a little bit too young, and you're a little younger than me, so I just didn't yep. catch it when it was on. And now, honestly, uh, as much as I pride myself in trying to be a wrestling historian, the video quality kind of gives me a headache. Is another problem I have is when I try to watch it. It's just it's just shot really, you know, bad because they didn't have the money for good production back then. So I don't know a lot about ECW, but New Jack, and actually, it's a kind of tied into why we're doing this episode. Um, Jim Cornette says in the documentary that New Jack always had to be the most extreme guy in any given situation. And now he's in ECW where it's extreme anyway. So it just makes him go to the nth level, which we're obviously going to talk about. But kind of um, making that point as well, Paul Heyman, when New Jack passed away, actually said that New Jack was the most um, extreme person in ECW. ECW, the way I think almost directly quoting, Paul Heyman said ECW was the gangsters of the wrestling world and New Jack was the most gangster of all of them. And so I think it's the same basic thing. So I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And by the way, that might be the only time in recorded history that you can point to a moment where Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette actually agreed on something. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I think I think I'll just go down the stuff because they, they lay it out really well. They, they do a very nice narrative. So I'll start with the mass transit incident. Um, had you ever heard like of mass transit or... No. Anything that happened? Okay. No, so, this is my first time hearing any of it. So for anybody that didn't watch along, hasn't watched the documentary, Mass Transit was a big kid. When I say kid, he was 17, although he lied about his age, saying he was 21. And um, he got into an ECW show, and then they had a no-show, Who the guy that was supposed to fight New Jack. So Paul Heyman decided to have the big kid fight New Jack. And I don't know how much of this is out in the real world, but one of the things you have to realize about wrestling, when it comes to who gets to decide what's done in the ring, the guy with the experience always gets to decide that. He gets to call the match, and if you have less experience, you're supposed to follow. And this kid, because he was 17, he shouldn't have been there. He did not understand that I don't think and he comes in and tells New Jack he wants to dump him out of the rain you know, do a backdrop out of the rain into the floor and I want to do this and that and that that's very disrespectful especially back in then to you know that's not how that stuff went so New Jack said okay we'll do some stuff and he basically took a scalpel and cut the kid's head open and, yeah yeah <laughs> like some of the most disturbing blood I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. You just watch it spurt from this guy's head. And, um, yeah, uh, they t and because of that, New Jack was taken to uh, court for assault. Um, and he eventually got acquitted. Uh, but that's, you know, that's 
that's where we start is like New Jack trying to cut up on a kid. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts? Because like this is the second time I've seen it. So what were your thoughts about this whole <clears throat> scene? Well, first of all, like holy fuck it, like the I'm I don't know I don't know if we were getting into this after, but like the fact that he that it was like the fact that he got away with it. Yeah, yeah. No, we can get into it now. I just want to give a general rundown. So yeah, the fact like, that he got away with it. I mean, yeah. the biggest thing that stood out to me is like he got away with it, and like. I mean, I definitely understand what they were saying, because, like, ultimately, he, the kid did lie about his, like, age and his experience. Right. But, like, holy shit. Yeah. I think, and we're, gonna, we're obviously going to touch on it a little bit later, I think if we take uh, Jim Cornette's definition um, from later in the documentary about stuff happening within the parameters. I honestly think in this instance, New Jack probably was right to get away with it because as much as he did overcut the kid, they agreed to go in there and they, and the kid asked him to blade him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, that was definitely like one of the key things. Right. Now maybe the family and the kid should have gotten like, should have won civil court. Maybe that's something different, but I think as far as criminal stuff goes, I think that does fall in the parameter of the show, and especially compared to the other like two incidences that are really bad in the rest of this episode. Um, but that you know that's just my opinion. So uh, still, like I said, I I never met New Jack after seeing this. I was going to be very respectful in every way I could think of because yeah, no, you don't mess with him. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. I, one of the things that I was a little bit, I don't know if, I don't know if hardcore wrestling was as big as the documentary made it seem. Like it was definitely popular. It was the, the wrestling fans that loved it. As you could see very clearly, even if you weren't there to see it originally, if you just watched what happened like 10 years or after um, ECW closed when they did one night stand, the fan base is very rabid and almost cult like, but I don't yeah. know if it was ever that large. Like the way they talked about it, it was um, like the biggest thing going. And I don't think they had the following that maybe even an impact wrestling has now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I might be wrong. I'm just, that's my impression of it. I don't know if you have a different impression of No, I definitely don't think you're wrong on that. But, oh, another thing I would like to point out is, like, how the fuck did New Jack have the pull to get that one dude the job in the WWE when he wasn't even, like, in there or anything? Yeah, that was another thing. That was something that they, they sort of, like, left open as it was, this just sort of happened. So, okay, part of the mass transit trial, which... At this point, New Jack is gone, so it doesn't matter. But it does seem like this might also be a crime that they shouldn't have been talking about on film. Um, part of it was there was this, um, well, he called himself a midget wrestler, because that's what you call it. He was a wrestler that was with um, the Mass Transit, the kid. And the reason they came in together is because these guys, two midgets and this bigger guy, wrestled together. When the opportunity for Mass Transit to have a bigger match came along, he just said, bye to the midgets. So when the trial's happening, the mid, the guys um, 
job was to basically say, oh, Eric knew what he was doing. But New Jack came to him and said, hey, I'll get you into the WWF, but I'll take care of you if you, you know, help, you know, tr- you know, not say that. And apparently he did, which is the weird part. And then like a month or two later, whatever it was, he had a video of him on Monday Night Raw with Triple H and Stephanie and Shane. And I, I forget what they were doing. But yeah, I and you're right. I don't have any idea how New Jack would have pulled that off. It seems very much coincidental. Unless like Paul Heyman was involved. Because Paul Heyman did have a lot of connections up there. So if Paul Heyman, like if New Jack went to Heyman and said, hey, they'll do this if you get and then the connection, maybe that's how it happened. Oh, but, maybe that's it. And I'm just thinking yeah. of that now. I'm like, maybe that happened, but I don't know. It, it does seem very weird, but that's the only route that I can see. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, also, if that was true, it seems like that shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> but yeah, what do you no, mean? absolutely. Um, so after, so yeah, basically after that, um, after the mass transit incident kind of goes by, uh, we get to the, what was his name? Uh, Vic Grimes, which, oh, it was, so Vic Grimes was another ECW wrestler, and they got up on a scaffolding, which, was, okay, before we get to the scaffolding, you want to talk about, I know coke use was a big thing in the 90s in wrestling and 80s, but just how much coke New Jack was talking about, like, New Jack literally said before every match he was back there just snorting coke to get high to do the jumps. And Jesus, that's a lot of coke. Yeah, you know, I can't help but feel like if you need that to get to do like the dives and everything, yeah. maybe don't do the dives. Just saying. But, Obviously, yeah. like he's not going to let that stop him because, you know, it's like his what he wants to do, but like, Jesus Christ, dude. All of this, by the way, especially when they're talking about the dives, all this is a very good example of why I was in no way angry at the crash pad for Eric, or uh, Chris Jericho's fall in blood and guts. Yeah. Like, this is exactly the reason why I was like, no, crash pads, that makes perfect sense. Um, So yeah, they get up on a scaffolding, the big guy decides he doesn't want to come off, and New Jack's like, you're going. And he pulls him off, and they flip in the air, and the guy lands on New Jack's skull and cracks his skull. And New Jack is out for an entire year because of that. And this, like I said, this is what we were watching. This is where I really wish they could have got Paul Heenan to talk about this stuff because I want to know, like I get from a just a making money point of view, why you put this match together. But Paul knows who New Jack is as a person. He yeah. knows he doesn't take shit, and he's okay with putting, you know, this guy back in the ring with New Jack. Did New Jack lie to him? Did he just not care about what was going to happen? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's absolutely mind-blowing. But, yeah, basically, I don't know if that's the whole... I, it, sound, it looks like it was the whole match, but basically, they have a scaffolding match, which, if you've never seen one, is where they literally set up a scaffolding in the ring, in ECW, they put a bunch of tables under it. New Jack goes up there with a taser, an actual taser. He tasers the guy down. And then when he's incapacitated, New Jack takes him. And Mick Foley, to the Undertaker style, but without his permission, 
throws him off the scaffolding. And in the documentary, he admits that he was entirely trying to miss the ring. He just yeah. didn't throw him hard enough, which would have killed this man. <laughs> and, oh, just oh, such a horrible bump. It was like a... Like, he lands on the ropes, and the ropes bounce him back in the ring, and somehow he only dislocated an ankle. But it was a legit attempted homicide. Like, there was no... And here's the here's what I I really... Well, we should take a minute to think about this. Because it just, again, just occurred to me. Do you think that New Jack was playing the documentary makers, and that's why he said that he was trying to kill him? Do you think that New Jack was just trying to hurt him and did what he wanted to do, but when he gets in front of the cameras for the documentary, he's like, I'm going to fucking say I tried to kill him because it's a better story. Oh, I don't don't know. I didn't even think of that. Because I just, yeah, because just in my brain as I was telling the story, I was like, the mark flag went off in my head. I'm like, wait, am I being played? (laughs) Maybe. It's possible, right? Because either way yeah, it works. It really is. Oh. Like, from what everything I know about New Jack, it, the legit trying to kill a guy seems more real. But now that I've had that thought, I can't be 100% sure. Oh. oh I, I don't know now. Jesus. I don't, yeah. I hope. Now that, I, now that you even brought that up as a possibility, all I can say is I fucking hope so. I hope there wasn't a legit attempted murder in a wrestling ring. Uh, yeah, I I guess we'll have to leave it at that because there's really no way to tell. Um, there really isn't. Because yeah, that's how rest like that's how wrestling works. That's how it really works. Is that especially guys like New Jack that live the character? You know, you don't know where kayfabe ends and the reality begins. Yeah. If, by the way, but if I were wrestling New Jack, I would very much assume that the kayfabe is real and just be as respectful as possible before the match. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we get to, I want to talk about this because not so much for what New Jack did, because it was kind of just a hardcore match. Like it was the guy's choice to keep playing the gimmick and keep the match going. But I want to talk about how I don't really like the gimmick. So he then, in the 2000s, he fights a guy called Gypsy Joe. Um, And Gypsy Joe is like a 70-year-old wrestler who his only gimmick is that he doesn't feel pain. So he literally has given himself a license just to no-sell everything. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like that. I don't. Even The Undertaker, in the early stages of his gimmick, he would no-sell, but he would also sell. No-sell, to me, just sound, just makes me think, oh, you're just kind of lazy and you don't really want to do a good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a 70-year-old who's been doing this for that long, and that's still the best thing you can come up for with a gimmick. So, I don't know, that... that Nothing, I mean, he made money, he did or he didn't, whatever, he had his career. I just want to say in general, as a rule, I don't know if I would consider that a gimmick as much as just kind of lazy, not thinking of a character. And um, the way New Jack talked about it, it was more the crowd pissing him off, but I think 
I don't yeah. know if it was the gimmick or the crowd. He said it was the crowd that was pissing him off because they were yelling at him, yelling the N-word, insulting him. And um, and it just pissed him off to the point where he just beat the shit out of this old man. <laughs> but, I mean, he didn't stab him, so there's that. <laughs> at least he had that going for him. Yeah, I mean... And, um... And honestly, again, and that's just how you present it, if you pay attention to, like, the difference in the where New Jack's career kind of went, if you pay attention to how the ECW crowds look to where he is by the time he's fighting Gypsy Joe, you can see how he's just fighting in smaller and smaller crowds. And it doesn't really seem worth it after a while. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. They don't really play it up either. Like you can, you can go that route. You can go the wrestler route. You know the movie where it's like all oh, this sad things happening, or this guy's still holding on, even though he shouldn't. But um, it it just struck me a little bit looking at the crowds. I'm like, oh, that's 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 sad. Mm. Yeah, no, it's definitely unfortunate. I feel like it's kind of like I don't know how to put it. Like to be expected, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, that kind of thing can only last for so long, you know? Yeah. I mean, and he couldn't... New Jack's character, he could never have gotten to the WWF. Yeah. Um, I think... I And honestly, I think going back to the stuff that he did, especially in Smoky Mountain, I really do think there's a very legitimate and necessary character in what he was doing with his promos... But the fact that he married that with just ultra violence is it just makes it impossible for WWF to ever try and touch him. They wouldn't touch him just for what he said, which is good or bad depending on you know what you're thinking. But for the violence, there's just no way. So, um, so yeah, I guess we'll just skip on to the next. The last thing they talk about is the, the legit stabbing. Um, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I yeah. There's really nothing else to it. He. This is another one of those things where another wrestler broke the rules. Um, not even. By the way, the they, the way they kind of put it in the documentary, the rules according to New Jack. This is not New Jack's rules. I've heard this from a lot of people from that generation of how you deal with it or how you show respect to people that have been doing this longer. Um, yeah. but a lot of those people, they would hurt you in the ring. They could hurt you in the ring. They wouldn't do go as far as New Jack went. Right. Um, so this guy and him are supposed to have a match. And basically, um, I think the way New Jack said it is this, the guy comes up to him and says he wants to start laying out the match in front of like some non-wrestling people, which is another big no-no. And New Jack's like, no, we're not going to talk about this here. We're going to go in the back and figure it out. And when they get to the back, the, the guy's just like, whatever, fuck it. We'll, and by the way, I completely see this because I've met this person before. Like, fuck it, we'll just do whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and so when they get to the ring, uh, the guy decide he's going to try and start punching New Jack in the face. And I know the internet wasn't as big a thing in 2003, I feel like if you're going to wrestle New Jack, you should have some idea of the mass transit incident at this point or something to understand why this is a bad idea. And uh, New you Jack... certainly uh, think. Yeah. 
and New Jack takes out a blade that he has on him just because. Yeah. <laughs> and stabs the guy um, 9 to 13 times. And I say 9 to 13 because New Jack says he counted and it was 9. And the news said it was 13. And my favorite part about that is like New Jack says 9 as if that makes it better. That's yeah, right? Like, <laughs> like, I'm not fucking insane 13 times. Who the fuck stabs someone 13 times? Um, I'm not a monster. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Once you get to double digits, then you deserve to go to jail for the rest of your life. Like, so, yeah, and that's and there's really nothing else to it. He gets arrested for that, and this guy shows up at the courthouse and says, "If you agree to go around the like the circuit with me around Florida to have matches so that we can make money off of this, I'll drop the charges." New Jack agrees, then immediately leaves Florida, which honestly is probably his smartest bet. Oh yeah, no, that's absolutely genius. Yeah, like of course you like. In my brain, I wouldn't even thought about it. I would, I probably wouldn't have agreed. Uh, but like, no, of course you agree and then leave. I yeah. that's the life lesson you could take from this episode. Like, no, it makes complete sense. I would have, yeah, but no, I would have never thought of that. Um, but yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, I almost like this is why I wish I was more of an ECW guy, so I had more of a. Uh, understanding of the overall history of New Jack just because I don't feel like I know enough to fully appreciate it because that's basically where they leave his wrestling career and they kind of talk about how he has a legacy that's very complicated and to me and except for the Smoky Mountain stuff I don't know if anything after that is that complicated it's not that it's not entertaining it's that I don't see um, a lasting value to the just just the violence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I, I feel the same way. Like the early 90s stuff, that is that is stuff that I'm going to remember. And if I ever write another academic paper or something about wrestling, which hopefully at some point I will, it's definitely going in somewhere because it's very valuable. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about the actual just the in-ring stuff for ECW. That's just... Unless you're talking about just, hey, how extreme does violent wrestling get in America? Well, there was this guy called New Jack, is basically where <laughs> I would put him. Um, and done. <laughs> it's like, there was this New Jack guy, and finished. Uh, so, yeah, I am. Overall, uh, how did you uh, like? How did you enjoy the episode? Any other thoughts you had about New Jack by the end of the episode? Besides, always be polite to New Jack and make sure you follow all etiquette. In a wrestling locker room. No, that was so. That was definitely number one. Yep. Number one thing that I took away from it. Better meet New Jack. Be as respectful as humanly possible. Um. Aside from that, it, it was certainly interesting because, like, I didn't really. I, I I obviously like I didn't know any of that stuff. Right. But like, watching it, it's like it makes sense. I can see it. Yeah. It was weird because it was a. There was like a, it was like a combination of holy shit, how could this possibly like happen, combined with a sense of like, oh yeah, no, I I can see that happening. Yeah, it really and also in a very real way that I think anybody that understands WWE would have already known this. It really shows you how much they've whitewashed um, ECW history, like how much they've tamed it down yeah. when they talk about ECW, because. Yeah, like 
when's the last time before he died you heard New Jack mention any time they were talking about ECW even? And I guarantee you it's been quite a while. So, yeah, um, I really, yeah, I, no, think I, <laughs> I really think I enjoyed this, um, the, like watching this and talking about it. I don't know. I feel like I, I really want to make sure if you have anything else you want to add because I feel like I kind of jammed up here. I didn't mean to. It's just this is one of those things where this is where my brain lives. So when I have a chance yeah. to just go off on this stuff, I can really go off. So no, it's fine. You're you're the you're the like. You're the like wrestling scholar, <laughs> and I'm like the wrestling fan. Yeah, I, that's a fair point. I, I've spent a lot of money and have a lot of student loan debts. I should at least be able to call myself a wrestling scholar. <laughs> I meant between. I, I just meant compared to me. <laughs> I, I hope compared to everybody except for Jim Cornette, who is just you know me in like fifty years, just very bitter and with a lot more time on my hands. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't really, think, I don't have anything else I really want to add. I think I will say that um, I'm, I'm totally down for doing more of Dark Side of the Rain, especially if more episodes come out. Like yeah. I told you, Brawl for All is also really fun. Not nearly as violent, but just a really weird story, which for me is another one of those blind spots because I knew about Brawl for All, but um, WCW was still alive then, and I was actually watching that. Um, exclusively, so I didn't actually see uh, the Brawl for All stuff go down. It was just before WCW, you know, went away and I went back to WWE because I had to. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm definitely down for it, so. All right. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Just always good to have future stuff to pull from. Uh, Next week, though, we know what we're going to do because it's the uh, Double or Nothing is on Saturday. So we're going to discuss Double or Nothing and just basically everything that's happened in AEW for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Truth be told, as of this recording, I have not watched the most recent episode of Dynamite. So I'm going to get on that tonight and we're going to see what's going to happen. I'll Um, give it right into the business. (laughs) I mean, I've watched everything and I, you know, I in no way was recording other podcasts and just didn't watch Dynamite when I normally do. Whatever. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I am. I will say, from what I know, I'm looking forward to uh, Double or Nothing. I, I really am looking forward. I like their, the fact that they have their own battle royal, which is like the Royal Rumble, but not really. It will get a title shot to somebody, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, I know that they've already set up the tag title match, which everybody knew it was going to happen, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, I think that's it for now. Uh, so yeah, thanks Derek Bowman for the theme song. Uh, you can follow the show at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. Follow me at LastGilchrist1. Uh, please just tell a friend about the show. Um, and other than that, yeah, join us on Monday for more Star Trek. And join us next Wednesday for our um, Double or Nothing wrap-up show. You want to add anything? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Well, just just wake me up before you go go. <laughs> it's it's the amount of effort you put into the the cappers that really bring people back again and again. I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good night, everybody. Deuces. <laughs>